Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I love to cook. I just also have an allergy to cleaning up after cooking. May I make an unsolicited suggestion? Yes. Cleaning while cooking? Yeah. Because then you get to the end and you're like, oh, there's no dishes. Um, But we're not here to talk about what a uh, terrible domestic housekeeper I am. We are here to talk about something so much better. Al Silber, do you know what we're here to talk about? Cats! 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 Let's talk about cats. I'm noted cat lady Mary Phillips Sandy, and this is Let's Talk About Cats, and you are fellow noted cat lady Al Silber. That's me. And let's just run down your credits really quickly for okay. whoever might not know. Um, you're an author, a uh, mm-hmm. novelist after Anna Tevka, a yes. memoir, White Hot Grief Parade, incredible actress. Thank you. Broadway. Uh, when this airs, you will be starring in Cabaret, yes. one of my all-time favorite musicals. Me too. At the only theater center outside D.C., and That's that runs right. through October 6th. Oh, Am my gosh, yes. Check it out. Get thee to the only. But most importantly, Al, yeah. you are the cat panion of Tatiana Angela Lansbury Romanoff. That is correct. Could you please give us her five-word memoir? Russian royalty becomes showbiz diva. I love it. Thank I love you. it. We're going to talk so much more about Tati. Is her nickname Tati? Yeah, I mean it is a mouthful, but it's wonderful when she does something bad. You know, it's like Tatiana Angela Lansbury Romanov. Is that what we do? And she shrugs and walks away. Sure, but um, it's you know it's evocative. It is time for a segment that we call the Cat Quiz. I can't wait. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but here's how this works. I'm going to ask you five questions. Mm -hmm. There is a prize at stake. This is very important. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Get comfortable. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Today's Cat Quiz, Al Silber, how much do you know about cats and musicals, but not Cats the Musical? Okay. We We don't play like that. Right. First question. Okay. This 10-time Tony Award nominee, in their downtime, reportedly enjoyed feeding feral cats in upstate New York. Who is it? Betty Buckley. Oh, very close. So close. So close. It was Cheetah Rivera, 86 years old, still performing, and... uh, Has the name of a cat. Yeah, that would be a really good cat name. Right? Cheetah Rivera. Okay, question number two. Yeah. Cole Porter famously allowed his two cats to climb on his grand piano. Apparently, you can still see the claw marks. What were their names? I'll give you a hint. Together, their names are the name of a play for which he wrote the music and lyrics. This is very advanced. Um... Plain and Fancy? Oh, that would have been really good. I'm so sorry. The cat's names were Anything and Goes. Really good cat names, right? Really good. Goes, get off my piano. Yeah. Question number three. This is a tough one, but I think you've got it. A few years ago, the Yankee Candle Company launched nine candles inspired by the song 
my favorite things, of course, from The Sound of Music. Uh-huh. Whiskers on Kittens combined two delicious scents. Can you name one of those scents? I'm going to go with cinnamon. I'm sorry. The scents were sandalwood and vanilla. Question number four. You've got this. Andrew Lloyd Webber, been in the business a long time. He's used to critical reviews, but in 2007, his kitten Otto delivered the harshest feedback of all. He destroyed the entire score of a new musical he was working on. What Andrew Lloyd Webber play did Otto try to stop? Love Never Dies. Correct. Oh my Al gosh. Silver, Love Never Dies, the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Correct. Hey, Otto, maybe you had the right idea. All right, final question. Okay. In 2014, there was an unusual audition for the Broadway revival of a 1936 classic. Quote, we had the desk they have to sit on and a little bowl of food. The hopeful stars were, of course, kittens from the New York Humane Society. What play were they auditioning for? I'll give you his low boy. Oh, so close, so close. You can't take it with you with James Earl Jones. Ah, yes. And the kittens who won the audition were Alfonso and Louise. By all accounts, they gave a great performance. Al Silver, you won the cat quiz. Congratulations. Thank you. Here's your prize. I know that you like (gasps) to make lists. I do. So your prize is this cat (laughs) notebook. But wait, open it up and you will see inside. Dear listening audience, so these are planner stickers of cats in newly cat-themed musicals. For example, we have a cat in Catacel, My Fur Lady, and Who Lives, Who Naps, Who Tells Your Story Hamilton stickers. These are actually... (laughs) Unbelievable. Did you make these? No, I got them from Etsy. And uh, shout out to uh, an actor plans who custom made those. I always do a quiz in my cabaret show and usually bring like dingy concierge bells. Love a dingy bell. Yeah, who doesn't? Love a dingy bell. Well, this segment is called the Hot Topic Debate, where Al, you and I are going to resolve a divisive feline issue once and for all. Today's topic, would cats make good detectives in small town coastal Maine? Of course they would. Okay, tell me why. Cats, by their very nature, are curious And curiosity, though we have learned sometimes kills the cat, is a crucial part of solving mysteries, particularly crimes, particularly murders. Mm -hmm. And I think that they could be of great benefit to some of the town's great crime solvers, such as, I don't know, J.B. Fletcher. Isn't it odd that she didn't have a cat? Yeah, it's ridiculous that she didn't have it a cat. It seems like an oversight. Can I offer a counter, a slight counter argument? Hit me. Cats themselves are murderers. Smithsonian uh, and the Fish and Wildlife Service uh, did a study a few years ago. They estimate that domestic cats kill a median of 2.4 billion birds and 12.3 billion mammals per year. Mm-hmm. Now, they did not specify what they meant by mammals. Could people have been included in that figure? I don't know. Yeah. Now, there are theories also online, right? Why were so many people dying in Cabot Cove? Population 3,650. Yes. And rapidly dropping. Right. I know there are some dark theories about her involvement. That she killed them all. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that she could have something to do. In Uh, her retirement. Does that take away at all from your theory? I I don't think so. I want to say... 
I would be very interested on a psychological level to know what the definition of a murderer is and also maybe a legal definition of that. Because though cats kill, are they murdering? Interesting. Is it murder? Is it bird slaughter? I don't know. Because obviously we can't hold a creature who is a hunter by their natural instinct um, to the same standards that we hold a human That's a very good point. Um, Have you ever visited small-town coastal Maine? I have. I have been to Kennebunk. A lot of tchotchke shops. Oh, indeed. A lot of stuff to climb on and knock over. Very appealing for a cat. Indeed. Also fishing, a lot of fishing operations, bait fish lying around everywhere, snacks just in plain air. Who needs treats when there's fish right there? And I will say this, this is something else that a lot of people don't know. A lot of small towns in Maine no longer have police departments because they can't afford them. Really? So instead of having to rely on the county sheriffs, who might be five hours away, right. you just have a cat who you don't have to pay you know, an $80,000 salary no. to. You just have to pay some scrap fish to. Right. Indeed. It, it seems like it could not only be good for the cat, it could be good for the town. For the community. And for the community and for the economy. You know... I think we've just solved a lot of problems. So many problems. So um, if my home state is listening, mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a reality show. And I think we oh. need to have small town cat detectives of Maine on the air immediately. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's time for my very favorite part of the show. Let's talk about your cat. With joy. And I'm going to say her name again just because I like it. Tatiana Angela Lansbury Romanoff. Before we talk about Tati, I want to talk really quickly about a story that you told in your memoir, which is a gorgeous book that I could not put down. Thank you. Um, Right after your dad died, he visited you as a cat. Yeah. I am really curious to know if that has happened again. No, it never has. Um, I'm really glad you brought up that story. I choose to believe I got a visitation from my dad as a cat. Um, Yeah, it was maybe about two weeks after. And um, my boyfriend at the time uh, was staying with me as were a lot of my heroic 18-year-old friends. And we were taking a sort of late autumn but still very warm in the air evening walk. And on the way home, this ginger cat out of nowhere sort of started following us home and the cat was sort of excessively friendly um no collar nothing at all that indicated that this cat belonged here or in this neighborhood 
followed us all the way home and then walked inside our house as if he owned the place. And the cat sort of walked all the way around the house and with great sort of deference walked into my parents' bedroom and sat directly on the spot on the bed where my dad had passed away. And it almost fell out of my boyfriend's mouth. He went, Mike? <laughs> just it just came out of his mouth. And the cat turned around and made contact with us in this way that was like, absolutely. Yeah. And then ran out of the house never to be heard or seen from again. I had a dream a couple nights later where my dad was back. And I had a lot of these dreams at the time, you know, sort of dad's back and no one thinks it's weird but me, which are quite common just after grief dreams. And I said, by the way, uh, the cat, was that you? My father had a very, very beautiful quality. Everything was a miracle to him. And he said, yes, I knew that you would be really scared of a ghost <laughs> or a spirit or an angelic presence. I knew that you would need to know that you saw it and touched it. But I just needed to make sure everything was okay. It was such a moving and validating experience. And um, I'm going to believe that this happened because these things do happen. Oh, absolutely. It was like the beginning of a, a real opening of my heart and a, certainly a great moment of healing for me. Cats are really good for that. They are. I, I mentioned I have a young child. Mm -hmm. And it's you know lovely to watch him grow up, but it makes you think about your own mortality in a very strange way. And I, I, I was thinking, like, oh, man, that's a great idea, <laughs> you know, yeah. because cats are both familiar and also unknowable. Right. And I fully believe that they can travel between realms in ways that we don't quite understand. And yet, if one shows up on your doorstep, you're not going to freak out. Completely. So I, I filed that away in the back of my eternal mind. Oh, I'm really <laughs> glad to hear that. That's, that's so lovely. How did you and Tati meet? Oh, Tati. So in 2014, I was doing a musical at the Vineyard Theater uh, off-Broadway, a beautiful theater that, you know, focuses on original works. And I was doing what was ostensibly a one-woman piece. And it was very difficult. It was a very, very emotionally draining, huge task about a woman waiting for her husband to come back from an unknown war in the Middle East. And, you know, it was this uh, very isolating experience. And it was also January. Oh, God. So I, <laughs> I would, between shows, I would often kind of walk around and air myself out. And one of the things that I loved to do was uh, walk through Union Square um, and sometimes make a little lap around that Petco, which is on 17th Street. Yes. Um, where they have cat adoptions. Yes. And just look at the kitty cats. And I, I did think to myself, I would I think I'd be a good cat mother. Mm, I don't know. Boop, boop, boop. And um, one day I come across what looks like a teen cat going meow, 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 in this panicky Timmy's in the well voice. And she had given birth to five kittens she needed help. And she picked me to help her. And I had no skills, but I knew where the Petco was. So I go and I say, here's my information. Let me know how the story ends. To which I then was sent like a lot of really emotionally beautiful photographs of the kittens from the foster family. And the follow-up is, 
I go to visit who is now Tati, but at the time was named, quite unfortunately, named Sweetie. Mm. Oh. Um, I know. And her little face remembered me. <gasps> it was like, da na 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 like full-on love story theme. She put her paw through the little cage, and she put it on my arm. No. Yeah. And then they informed me, all the kittens have been adopted, but no one wants mommy. And I was like, oh, oh, fine. I'll fill out the paperwork. You know, that day I wasn't expecting it at all. I just wanted to see how the story had turned out. And she had been spayed and she'd nursed the kittens and she was the best mommy. And she was only a little over a year old. So she was a teen mom. And I took her home in a state of total shock. And she was immediately my family. That is how we met. She picked me. That is incredible. I know it was fate. What a beautiful story. If you could cast her as a character in any play, who would she be? Mame. I love that. She's Auntie Mame. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Can I tell you who Grendel would be? Yeah. She'd be Louise and Gypsy. Oh, 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 that makes me so happy. When I get really show busy with Tati, you can see some Louise. Like, I'm tolerating being on Instagram face. You oh, know? are you Mama Rose? I'm Mama Rose, yeah. Okay. You are probably wondering how her name came I, to Yes, be. that was my next question. I um, love all things Russian. Sure. Uh, maybe not contemporary politics, <laughs> but certainly uh, Russian literature and more ancient Russian arts, if you will. And so when I moved into my apartment, I thought, you know, I'm Alexandra and I'll name this the Winter Palace and that'll be my little home. And it, you know, became just sort of a little bit of a joke. And then when she came into my life, I thought, oh, I wonder if she's one of the little royal princesses. So let me ask her what her name is. You know, So I said, please tell me you're not Anastasia, because that would just be so on the nose. And she you know, sort of scowled. Yeah. Thought, okay, good. Oh, good. I said, I hope your name's not Olga, because I don't think I could handle it. No. And then I said, Tatiana. And she flipped on her back and spread her arms like, that's my name. And as the weeks were on, it just became very clear that Tati was meant for showbiz. Mm, okay. And she was a great theatrical dame. And the only thing that I love more than my cat is Angela Lansbury. So I thought I will give her the middle name, Angela Lansbury, and it became Tatiana Angela Lansbury Romanov, and it just feels right. Now, you you met Angela Lansbury. Oh, yeah. I don't presume to know what goes on in Angela Lansbury's head. I feel like if someone came up to me and said, I named my cat after you, uh-huh. it's like the most flattering thing ever. I mean, so many people must go up to her and say, oh, I loved you in this, right. I loved you in that, but I named my cat after you. So I know she knows that I named my cat after oh, she her knows. because she knows the, way, she knows. the way it all came to be was when I was in Fiddler on the Roof in 2016, it was the year of her 90th birthday. And I thought, I better get on the horn about publicly declaring why I love her. And I wrote basically an open letter to Angela Lansbury on her 90th birthday. And I obviously we all have like our kitsch loves of vintage television shows and da da da. But I also wanted to express to her that she was on a very serious level my inspiration. 
You know, I think one of the things that she embodies that no matter what stage of life any of us are in or at, this internal fear where we're always examining whether or not it's too late for us. Ah, yes. Right? And I, you know, I put that in in quotes, like, it's too late for me to find a partner. It's too late for me to achieve my dreams. It's too late for me to travel the world or have children or get a cat, get a cat, whatever it may be, right? That is a real uh, question people examine often. And what I love about Angela Lansbury is this is a woman who, at 18 years old, got an Oscar nomination, uh, was completely providing for her family completely reinvented herself in her 30s as a Broadway star, always focused on her family first, and wasn't really an international household name until she did Murder, She Wrote right. at 60. At 60. And, and the thing about Murder, She Wrote, as delightful and vintagey and somewhat kitschy as it is, the, the story of Jessica Fletcher herself has the same story. Yeah, well, right? exactly. I was just going to say it's very we, similar. Right, to what which she is just did. like yeah. it's never too late for anything. Right. I've always admired and loved her, but at the time that the sort of real intensity of my appreciation for it started, I was in a place where I was asking all those questions: mm-hmm. Is it too late to start over? Basically, mm-hmm. and um, looking to her saw me through that. And I, I guess what happened was. Our producer at Fiddler on the Roof is very good friends with her socially, Ah. found the blog and sent it to her, and she wrote back to me. Oh. Then a couple days later, we were in previews, and (laughs) over the loudspeaker, our stage manager said, Al Silber, you have a very special guest waiting for you on stage. I couldn't think of who it could possibly be. And then I come out into the hallway, and I come around the corner, and I see the hair. hair. Mm -hmm. And I lost it. And I was like, okay, don't tell her about your cat. Don't tell her about your cat. Keep it together. Say the things you want to say. And what I realized was my cast had come down not to meet Angela Lansbury, but but to watch me meet Angela Lansbury. Right. To see you lose your mind. And it was everything you hope meeting your idol. Amazing. Amazing. You, you've also written about going through a pretty tough health challenge yeah, a, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, you've come out the other side of it for the most part. Yeah, definitely. Um, how did Tati help you in your healing process? You know, that was actually something that was so beautiful to witness. I have an autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis, and it really affects your digestive tract, particularly your, your colon. You know, basically it's where your immune system over functions and it can attack, it does attack healthy tissue. And a lot of autoimmune diseases are one of those diseases where you can kind of brush aside symptoms for a really long time and really only recognize and deal with it when it's really advanced. And the weeks leading up to and the very first few weeks of rehearsing Fiddler on Broadway, I was in a complete hurricane of just trying to get by. And sort of, you know, balancing that with an unbelievable opportunity. I was in the middle of going, I am in my favorite musical of all time, playing a role I've dreamed of playing since I was a teenager in a Broadway 50th anniversary production. And I can't do any of the things if I'm not here. Right. Um, Just this incredibly humbling experience of, yes, it is important. And it's also meaningless because life is both of those things, the dramatic and harrowing and the hilarious. It's, it's both. 
Um, and I think that one of the things that was so crucial was Tati uh, was really the only person to bear witness to all of it. And in the very, very bad days, I remember there was just this one night I came home uh, and we were in previews, which is an extremely difficult time in the theater world because usually it means that you're rehearsing for the whole day and then you're also doing the show at night. So these are very long 10 to 12 hour days. I came home and I was just completely at empty and I fell into the bed and she usually sits right next to me, but she very, very slowly climbed onto my stomach and just gave all her weight over to my stomach and closed her eyes. And I thought, how does she know that that's where I'm sick? But I could feel it. And she did that until I started to get better, and then she moved back over to the side. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. They're just these empaths, and I I was so grateful. <laughs> and I, I think that uh, there is something to be said about the element of wordlessness that's shared. I have learned so much about love from this cat. You know, one of the things we all love and appreciate and sometimes don't love and appreciate about cats is that they they do things their way they have very very specific <laughs> personalities and ways they yeah ways they receive love and ways they offer it and if you think about it if you have like a conflicting love language with a human being you talk about it right and you you can improve those things with a cat you're like you're not appreciating the way that I want to love you so how can I okay and you start to learn how they receive it and then also you start to receive what they offer on their terms much more thoroughly. Yep. And it's taught me to translate that to my human relationships. Isn't that incredible? Totally. Yeah. And you just have to experience it in that beautiful wordless place. That is exactly something that a language person would notice. You're a language person. I'm also a language right. person. And so I am also fascinated by that. Um, you know, the way I interact with Grendel. Right. I think about that all the time, about what, what language would actually detract, how it would detract from what she and I share. Yeah. Um, which is something that, again, someone who relies on language for as a safety net. Right. In their really or even as a defense a mechanism. A defense mechanism. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Because I, you know, I think when we have strengths, they can also be weaknesses. Oh, totally. And... I definitely think I'm sitting on an essay about like things I've learned about love from my cat. Well, when you write it, will you please be sure to send me a link so that we of can course. share it with our listeners? I would be so honored to. Um, so our final question for you is, yes. what would you like to say to Tati listening at home? I have treats. I feel though that we haven't mentioned Tati's Instagram. Oh, that's right. Let's let's shout out Tati's Instagram. So it became very clear that my cat was very photogenic. She is gorgeous. You know, just knows how to work the camera. She really does. The Christy Brinkley of cats, yeah. you know. But she's very natural. Very, very natural. natural. Not at all posy. Mm -hmm. I agree, I agree. Um, Instagram was sort of new. And I think I might have been overposting about the cat. And I thought she needs her own platform. Sure. So I have created I Feel Kitty. Uh, and please join us for the hullabaloo. It is worth a follow. It is absolutely Thank worth you. a follow. Uh, has anyone ever come up to you at the stage door and been like, oh, I love your cat? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. This is real. Sometimes people will send me fan 
gifts or care packages. And there are people that include gifts or, you know, supplications for Tati. That's how you know your cat has made it. Yeah. People are like, oh, I love your cat's Instagram. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm, you know, hearing the theme from Gypsy play in my head. And yeah. You got to be careful that we all know how that show ended. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, you know, I try to walk the line. But again, another great Mama Rose was Angela Lansbury. All right. We have a shout out very quickly right now. A uh, shout out to Smith uh, with a silent P. Um, so it's P. Smith, but the P is silent, of Arlington, Virginia, who I'm told moved to a new house a few months ago. Smith, I hope the transition went well, and I'm told your new place has lots of sunny windows. So happy basking to you. Um, if you'd like to send a shout-out to your cat or any cat who deserves a shout-out, you can email us, shouts at letstalkaboutcats.com. Just tell me your cat's name, city or state, and any message you'd like included. I'll read it out at the end of an upcoming episode. All right. Um, so, Al, we mentioned Tati's Instagram is I Feel Kitty. Correct. How can people find you online if they would like to do that? I would be so honored. Um, uh, I am at Al Silbs, A-L-S-I-L-B-S, on both Twitter and Instagram, a Facebook page at Alexandra Silber, and alexandrasilber.net if you want to check out my website. Which you all should. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here thank to talk you about for having me. Um, and of course, we are on Instagram at LTACPod. That's L-T-A-C pod. And you can go to letstalkaboutcats.com for more about this episode, including complete show notes and a transcript. While you're there, please sign up for our monthly newsletter, Let's Talk More About Cats. It is well worth it, I promise. And that's all for now. My name is Mary. My cat is Grendel. Our producer is the pretty and witty and bright Lizzie Jacobs. Our theme song is by Poingley with additional music by the English Muffins. Our show logo is by Julia Emiliani. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time about cats. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.